Hello everyone and welcome to Monique's Pet Whisper. Hey everyone, I'm always fueled to do these last minute podcasts when someone rubs me the wrong way. And so I just want to talk about the revenge of Karen. Woo! What does the revenge of Karen mean? Let me break it down. So today I went into the UPS store because I needed to get something notarized. And lo and behold, there was a a privileged a privileged person who I call Karen who basically told the uh, Latina uh, cashier that she didn't have her ID and that she still needed her package and she insisted that the other guy that worked there would have just given her the package without her showing the ID and she tells the lady like well I'll, I'll show you my ID after the fact that's exactly what she said and so the poor lady that was helping her was like ma'am I really just need your ID if you could just provide that for me that would be great so finally Karen uh, whips out her ID snatches her package and like it was so ugly how she just stormed out of UPS and I'm like okay what why do you think that you didn't have to show your ID oh again so this segment is going to be a part two series on privilege Because until we start to identify what does privilege mean and who feels that they're privileged, um, we will continue to live in hell amongst the human race. Privileged isn't just white people in this discussion, but it will be my primary focus because living in Colorado, um, you see this attitude blossoming everywhere. You see it blossoming so much because we don't have a whole lot of diversity here because people of color, unfortunately, do not feel welcome here or they feel like they have to assimilate here or they have to do things against their value system in order to fit in. Um, So therefore, a lot of folks actually moved out of Colorado for various reasons. Um, Privilege, though, is also you know, anybody can act privileged. And that's what a lot of my folks that want to debate with me about this topic will say, well, anybody can be privileged. It doesn't just mean it just, it does. That's not just white people. It's anyone with money can act privileged. Yeah. Ding dong. That's true. But where do they, where do the people, the non, where do the people of color get that chip on their shoulder? Where are they getting that privileged snuffy wuffy attitude from they're getting it from you so let's talk about assimilation how come people people don't seem to care about that topic but the fact is is that every person of color has to assimilate meaning has to fit in to the mainstream dominant culture in order to survive Assimilation is when a person of color has to fit into the dominant culture, which is not our culture because we're considered the subculture, in order to survive. 
So therefore, if you don't assimilate, meaning if you don't fit in, fit in means what? Look at how I speak. You know how many people said I, I, I speak like a white girl? I, I literally grew up hearing this my entire life, which is, which is very ignorant because it's like saying like all black people, we, we just thought like that. And even if we did talk like that, there's lots of intelligence in, in the cacophony of our words. Many of us have whole dialects from it that's stored in our DNA. We, we, we hold these dialects that are still stored in our DNA. So some of us have never been to the continent. Some of us have never been out the hood yet we still we have our ancestors dialect some of us have a hard time even speaking English you know we we're struggling to speak English because it's not our it isn't even in our DNA to know English English was forced it was a forced language stripping us stripping us basically of our history again let me rephrase that most story so if we have to survive in order to survive you're telling me I have to fit into a dominant culture duh that's what the problem is and so what we have now is people and I'm talking calling out the elephant in the room if you know that other cultures are denying their own race denying their own heritage acting fake acting superficial to be like you why are you proud of that that you created that type of person because of your privilegedness because you're like well they just want to fit in with us so that means we must be like totally cool because everyone wants to be like us no, it's not that. You have all the money. You know, you, 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 my friend, have all the money. So I have this idiot, like I'm driving and he's literally, I'm doing the podcast. You can kind of tell if you're all up in my car, like I was saying, driving while black is real. You could see I'm like recording something. This dude was like all the way in, actually in my lane, like, I'm going to see what you're doing. Yeah, you also need to listen to what I'm talking about because you're probably falling in that category too. But maybe not. Who knows? So this is an important topic because the impact that Karen had on the young lady who was simply, the lady was being so kind to this Karen person in UPS the impact that that negativity had on that young lady you know I was glad I was there because I had to talk her I had to actually kind of help her out emotionally because it was pretty bad these sorts of scenarios take place all day every day in the lives of people of color now some of you are tired of hearing about why do I always have to talk about people of color I had it rough too I had to pull up my bootstraps I have to do this it's not always about them like why are they getting all of the attention I just it just I just don't understand well you are living in a false matrix because if you really knew if you if you if you 
loved people of color so much why are you blow drying the curls out of your out of your hair why are you taught not to really date outside of your race now this this is i'm only talking to a specific group if it doesn't apply to you we know that not everyone cares about race but i'm in this podcast i'm talking to specific people so if you get huffy and puffy and muffy then that means you're a little stuffy and you're like not listening because you think you're right. So that that means this podcast does apply to you. In order to heal as a nation, it's going to start with uncovering some old bones out of the ground. It's going to start with hearing the stories of how many tribes, indigenous tribes and many people continue to try to fit into America. They try to assimilate. How many immigrants come here with low self-esteem? Like, let me tell you what assimilation does. Assimilation destroys a nation because you're erasing your actual truth of who you are. Not Maybe not erasing it, but temporarily putting it on hold in order for the dominant race to accept you. Let's talk about, you know, at work. What about the tension that people of color experience when they're working in predominantly white or, you know, white areas of, you know, work? That is difficult because here you are, you're the elephant in the room and here you are walking into the kitchen now, this has happened to me a number of times. I walk my butt in the kitchen just to get some coffee. And ten, now we've got 10 Karens like, what is she doing? Oh, my God. I hope she doesn't eat my food. What is she touching in there? Oh, my God. How long is she going to be here? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to start marking my food because I don't know these people. Okay. Or they expect you to to be mammy in the kitchen and making the coffee or that you're just you just don't belong have you ever gone on a like happy hour at your job and you know like you thought oh if I go to happy hour and have a couple drinks buddy buddy's gonna be nice to me you know I'm gonna fit in with the guys if I start talking about football if I start talking about uh, banging a bunch of you know what, you know, they're going to think I'm the man. I'm the, like, they already call me the man, you know, so I'm just going to talk about sex all the time and, you know, talk about uh, my trips and my fantasies because they're going to think I'm all that, you know, because they think that black men are like, we're like sex gods. We're like freaks. We're freak nasties in the bed. And, you know, we know that we know we're cool because of that so maybe they'll like us because of that um you're wrong because don't you dare even flitter an eye at a white woman or even somebody that's not white at the office because you will be deemed the sexual harasser sometimes you are sexually harassing so I'm not making excuses for people that can't keep their hands or their mouths to themselves or their whatever so you know but to fit in at the at work is stressful 
How many black women or Latinas, Indians, Asians, you know who you are. How many of you are going through the hair blues because you are trying to blow dry the hell out of your hair so there's no evidence of curls? Because it's stressful if you, especially if you're a black woman and you want to rock your afro. Yeah, some companies say it's okay. Yeah, on the East Coast, you can wear whatever. But guess what? Why is it only on the East Coast, Florida, New York, D.C., Virginia, all of these places, it's it's more okay and acceptable for people of color to be their true authentic selves? I can tell you why. Simply because there is a, there's a lot of immigrants from the Caribbean, from Africa, from it's an international hub on the East Coast and um, parts of the South where, you know, it's easy for immigrants to get to and from their country and they can travel easier to see their family. So you have, you know, a culture and a economic system that's built around international trade. You have people from other countries, um, in the continent of Africa, uh, Kenya doing, you know, amazing, you know, tech jobs and coming over to New York and they're able to be their authentic self. So what happens though, the further away you get inland of the United States and you were realizing, oh, it's getting less and less of me. Oh, or maybe you're in Minnesota or like the Midwest where, yeah, you're going to see pockets of lots of people of color there. And you will see more of an acceptance of natural hair. You know, people can kind of just be. And that's what I love about like other states. However, come to Colorado. You will not be welcomed with a walking inside of a corporate office with with locks in your hair. Maybe it just depends. So some people will say that's not true, but for the most part you know it is. You just know it is. I have not been on a Zoom call with in all of these spaces I I'm a part of where I'm seeing like people being able to really wear their natural hair and and being in very very high profile positions maybe they it's out there but you're you're locked into either a DEI coordinator human resources um maybe it's a manager of a security company maybe it's you know cleaning like you you own a cleaning several cleaning companies um maybe you're an engineer which is very rare here too so there are exceptions to the rule but you're not going to find that guys. And I'm the reason this podcast, this particular segment is important because if you think for a moment that it's attractive that people have to assimilate to fit in your culture, then this is part of the tox the toxic shit that is actually coming out of households and spilling into the school classroom that hunches over the shoulders of teachers that hold microaggressions and stereotypes about uh, people of uh, children of color, particularly little black boys. And so the assimilation 
assimilation destroys a nation because you begin as the more you assimilate the more you take on the dominant culture the further away if you're not careful you will lose your own culture assimilation destroys a nation and we say we need vaccination no we need inspiration to destroy all of this shit that we're going through sorry i'm cussing like a storm but uh it's time to be reborn and time to know the truth and reboot my youth so i can heal from all of the things that i have experienced as a young black girl So, if you are witnessing folks assimilating, meaning you know that they're trying to fit in, you know that they have low self-esteem because of the racism that exists, and and self-esteem, you know, it's terrible. Like, you can't expect, how do you expect a a young, a bunch of young black girls to have high self-esteem? when they're not given the enough tools and resources to edify them, to help them have uh, a, a good image of themselves when all they see is their mom or their dad working three jobs to take care of them. Oh, and turn on, you know, MTV and see uh, yours truly, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B and so many other people. I don't even know because I stopped keeping up with it. You All you do is see them actually shaking their ass and you think that that's all that you're worth. And the same people that don't listen to this podcast will be the same ones that will give a thousand likes to a booty popper a thousand likes to you know somebody that that has no self-respect now listen there's nothing wrong guys if you want to shake whatever shake your butt do your thing we know we know we have nice features you know i'm not downing you for that but that is not all that you bring to the table You bring more to the table than just your butt. You bring more to the table than just your breast. But if you think assimilating by, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get all dressed up. Like I'm going to, I'm going to a, a strip club, but yet I'm going to apply for a job. That is, that's a lack of knowledge. It's a lack of understanding. And I'm not here. I am not here in this podcast to to destroy your self-esteem as a black woman because all of the actions that are around us and that we've been that's been forced upon us it does come from slavery but if you don't want to know your history or your mo story is what i now call it then you're going to continuously become someone else's you know, piece of literally just a toy. You'll never be a wife. Or if you are a wife, you're going to live in strife because your husband is not going to um, respect you or your whoever, your lover, whatever, is not going to ultimately respect you because you didn't respect yourself. Okay, so we've got some problems. 
but I am not here to destroy your self-esteem. Where does, where does so many of, um, you know, I guess the question is, if you are part of the dominant race and you may or may not be listening, I don't really know who's listening to, to the podcast, but you have to understand that you have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to do more. Um, the problem is, is that you are, when you walk around and maybe you're an innocent person and you love people of color and you know, you've been kind to people, but you're noticing people of color want to jump you and they don't like you. But now, now you're like, well, I tried to be nice and they're just being mean to me and that's not fair. And you know, they, they, that's just how they are. Now you start to become like the other folks within your race and making excuses now to be mean to all black people or all Mexicans or whatever. That's, that's not going to cut it because unfortunately this is the residual from your ancestors that you're seeing. If people are still upset about some stuff, which like I am because nothing is really changing our policies aren't really improving uh, business owners of color are still not getting contracts. There's still the, the subcontractor, never the primary on construction bids. When you, you have systemic racism within the laws, within um, fair housing, you know, within people not being able to even buy a house because maybe they have student loan debt or they have you know, debt in general from working three jobs, being a single parent, or maybe they're not a parent. Maybe they had to take care of their grandma or grandpa. Maybe they never had generational wealth passed down to them. So they were just born into poverty time after time, after time, after time, after time, nothing has changed. This is why I won't stop talking about it until I'm dead and gone. And I'm going to talk about it in the afterlife. I will be back time after time to inspire your heart's desire and the fire inside of you to wake the hell up. All of us, wake up. Start calling out bullshit. Stop letting people abuse you. Look in the mirror and love yourself. Love your hair. Don't let your hair be your enemy. Because your enemy is your inner me, your inner self. You know, give rain to your higher self. Give love to that vessel that's inside of you. When you have to assimilate, you know, it does destroy, it, assimilation destroys a nation. We need to get to the point where we can be our authentic self. Where we don't have to sit around and, and, and have to fit in fit into the Joneses. Oh my God. Fit into eating tea and crumpets. Oh my God. Let's go to the really fine restaurants. We have to get all spiffy whiffy so that they think we have lots of money, money, you know, that kind of crap. I grew up having to assimilate, having to make sure I didn't have a, have a ghetto quote unquote dialect spilling out of my mouth okay better be glad about that because my mom made sure of it because she knew 
the moment I talk like you know talk the I call it rubber band. Black people, I'm not here to down you on that, but I don't talk like that because I know I will be limited in my career path and the things that I want to do, and I might have to I might have to be arguing with people and defending myself even more because they're going to have a stereotype that I'm ignorant, that I'm not smart, which is bullshit. Some of the most intelligent people only have like a third degree, a third uh, grade education. How can you say that? That's not true. Your brain's not expanding. You don't know what that person did in order to pull up their own bootstraps. My uncle, uh, Bell, my, my uncle Walter, they had a third, actually uncle Walter went to school until sixth grade. He ended up, he was the first black man in San Antonio to start his own construction company you can look him up okay and so he he was the first one to to actually get contracts and he laid cement he had contractors and he did that until the day he died okay and I'm proud of that history so my uncle Bell he had a third grade education and he started his own multi-million dollar trucking company now, I don't know how I don't can't speak on the how much money it is and this and that. But I know that he was he was well off and able to take care of his family with the third grade education. So don't you dare tell me that you, I need a Ph.D. to make intelligent decisions and to manage my cash flow correctly. Anybody can start a business and be successful. It doesn't take a doctorate degree or a science degree to do that. Sometimes the more you think, the dumber you get. Because you can think yourself into a little tiny hole where your brain has literally succumbed to a lint ball. And that's you can't even think past that point because you're only focused on the lint. You didn't focus on the whole world around that piece of lint. That, my friend, is dangerous. But this is who... We have people running this planet with the lint ball brain. They can't even fathom somebody being smarter than them or thinking outside the box. They wouldn't even dare give them that credit. Credit. Assimilation destroys a nation. Now, this is supposed to be about pets, but I can't just focus on pets because... I have to also focus on everything else around the planet. But to see that happen today and just to go through every single day, having to assert myself when I'm in line at the checkout, having to stand up for myself or another counterpart because we're being disrespected by some loser who thinks you know, we're, we're not intelligent. I'm tired of seeing my people walk around in Colorado scared. Like there's this layer of fear because you, you don't, it's your, your shit ain't all together. You may have a good job, but or do you have a business? Probably not. And you need to start one. And if you have a business, contact the minority business office to get some information about funding that you're missing out on 
because no one is going to run up and tell you that. We're going to do our best in, in the MBO office to make sure you have the right information. I will not stand by and let people just keep disrespecting my people. People of color. I will defend white people have always there have always been white people that have helped people of color. This discussion is not for you, but what you do want to do is you need to go tell a hundred of your counterparts to stop being racist. You need to stop accepting money from racist family members. You need to stop endorsing this. The other problem is when, you know, we were, I was talking about net worth in another podcast, personal net worth. I know good and well what it means. It's not just, you know, white people or white men or or their net worth is more and black people or black men, their net worth is significantly different. Yeah, I know that. But let me really tell you, this, we're talking about assets. We're talking about properties. We're talking about generational wealth that has endowed, you know, um, the privilege to, to continue their legacy, to continue having their little babies and raising them in posh neighborhoods segregated away from the city. We don't want those color, too many colors, especially over at Lowry. I'm going to call you out. Lowry, you're... You're one of the most snuffy, stuffiest town, like areas in in Denver, like close to Aurora. Like really, just because you have these big mansions with no backyards, and I can literally, my mom's friend lived in one of those mansions. I, if I went to the bathroom, I could look into the neighbor right up, that's right next door in their mansion and see them freaking in the shower. You know, like the property value has skyrocketed over there because of the area. And believe me, the only time you'll see people of color shopping over there is going into Safeway. And even when I'm in there, I feel uncomfortable because you, it's just, it's just some stuffy. It's a, it's a, it's a, the energy's messed up. They're like, what are you doing here? This is our store. And these fools that just moved to Denver with that attitude, these, these, you know, very well-off individuals that just moved over here, carry the same attitude. What are you doing here? I'm walking, I'm walking my doggy right now. I wish, I wish they would just go like, don't they live off of Koufax? I mean, why are they in this area? Isn't Aurora where all of like the low income people live? Isn't that where all the people of color are being pushed to? Like, why are they spilling out over here? Oh, my God. I'm going to have to move to Southlands. This is just getting too much. I'm just going to have to move to Watkins. Oh, better yet, Colorado Springs is getting too many people of color, too. Oh, no. Time to do time to do the white flight. Uh Oh, you didn't think I'd talk about white flight, did you? Those of you with all of your cute little doggies, cute little cats and horses, you guys will have been escaping people of color moving into your neighborhoods. Like you, you act like it's a, it's the, it's the, the blackness of the night has descended down into your town, and you're going to drown because 
and have a lot of frowns because there's so many people of color around. Oh my God. White flight. White flight puts a dent in the housing market because the property value will decline when there's a lot of black and brown faces that move in. Suddenly, the property is not worth anymore because they say that you guys, us, we bring all of the violence, the drugs, the alcohol, the abuse. It's us. We are the ones. We are the ones. You are the ones. And I think I almost find it comical because white people, more white people on welfare, uh, more white people on Medicare in Colorado, uh, white people um, beating and molesting and doing things to animals. And But because you're white, you have a privilege and you don't always get caught. And if you do get caught, the judge sees you as his son or daughter or mommy or auntie. And so they're a little bit more lenient because they identify with you. But if you're a person of color and you're your butt shows up in the courts they're going to throw not only the book at you but the hammer the tools the wrenches and the the pickaxe and so you can start digging your grave and you won't get a tombstone you just maybe get a few pebbles thrown on top of you so uncovering like uncovering assimilation assimilation when you again walk around and it's totally fine for you to to walk around and drive around with your privilege mentality locking your car doors you know looking through your camera at night at your house and you're living in this fear box because you're so scared of people of color taking over you know, the, the funny part is you're the minority and we're the majority, actually. But the matrix has gotten flipped around to where they've been able to create a matrix that says you're the minority and they're the majority. The truth is they have the majority of the wealth and you have the minority of the wealth. Does it mean we have to? It's so stupid. Like, I'm, I'm almost just so tired of talking about this. Why, why won't we learn from pets? Why won't we learn from animals who don't even see race? I don't even think they see color. They literally don't see color. Why do you think dogs see black and white? Huh? Do you think that's an accident? They don't even see what we see. But yet we're the ones that have some type of master slave relationship with our animals doesn't even make any sense so in conclusion um this was i just had to get revenge of karen off of my chest because you know it's it's really bad when i'm going downtown denver i hate going downtown denver i don't even like it there's nothing cool about it yeah there's some cool like restaurants but the 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 lack of diversity and inclusion it's you know it's terrible you don't know what when people start drinking you don't even know 
like all the shit they grew up hearing about people of color in their minds it comes out at the clubs it comes out at social events when people are asking you dumb questions like so where do you live so what side of town do you live on I hate answering that question I remember I had a lady express interest in interest in something of mine and she asked me what side of town I lived on never heard back and I, you know what? I knew that. I knew when I told her I lived near Aurora, I wasn't going to hear back. And I'm like, your little funky mansion or whatever you think you live in is probably haunted. It, you're not sleeping peacefully. Your man's probably cheating on you because you suck. And your pets are like codependent on you because of your flighty mood swings. And you're fake as hell. So that's what I have to say to all the stuffy people living in their these houses that they don't really deserve, in my opinion. You didn't deserve this house. You're privileged. You were given this house. You inherited this house. You were promoted because you were because of what you look like, because of who you slept with, possibly, because of who you know. You, you, you will never get fired because your granddad started the company. You know, there is a protect, protective layer that is protecting the financial ecosystem of the dominant culture. How is that? Because they don't really get in trouble for when they do wrong. How would you like to live, expect for murderers, okay, some rapists, okay, that's different. Some of you guys, okay, yes, you, you, are, you are in big shit because you did some bad stuff. But for, for the collective majority, it's the, it's the white lie versus the black lie. It's the, I'm going to help that little white child faster than I'm going to help the little black child. The little black child's going to need my support. The little white child is going to be the next president. I'm going to go support the black business rather than doing business with the black business. And that was a sister. I'll give her a shout out named Brittany. Um, Brittany's doing some amazing work within the private sector for contracts. Um, and, you know, for people of color. And, and she is a black woman, black queen. And I appreciate the work she's doing. So until things get better, I guess you will just get used to you know skipping my podcast because you don't want to get you don't want to hear it you you want to listen to your music videos and go into a la la land and little do you know you have 20 wolves just watching you waiting to waiting to eat you alive and I'm talking about the complacent person of color who is not even caring about race who lies to themselves and says well, that doesn't bother me. I don't live like that. Yes, that doesn't apply to me. Well, you're the reason why all of this got started in the first place, to be quite frank with you. You're the reason why, you know, tribes got sold out. You're the reason why there's still inner, inter, uh, intra-hatred amongst your own race. It's because of you. You're the reason why little black children say, I don't like my hair. Because mama or auntie or uncle or my big brother said that was ugly and I'm ugly. 
It's because of your self-hatred is the reason why we, we ain't doing nothing. We, why we don't promote each other's businesses because of your own self-hatred. I had to get through a lot of self-hatred. I would think I look like a monkey because I was told that. I was told I look like an ape. And I still have to overcome my own self-hatred of being, even working in the pet industry has triggered me to having to, having to do some real self-healing and some self-love. Because every time I'm appro- approaching someone, you know, I, I'm always wondering what are they thinking? And when they, when they, when they, and I'm not just talking about white people here. I've had black people distrust me because they're like asking me where did I get my degree? And while your dog hasn't been bathed in ever over a year and they have tags all over their fur and leaky eyes, but you want to question me to death, but a white Jenny will walk in the room and you trust everything Jenny had to say, but you didn't know that Jenny lives in a trailer park and she just gets dressed up every day, tells you a spin of lies and you believe it because she's white. You didn't even give me a chance, you know, because you, you don't trust black, black people, because of the system that we live in, I don't even, I don't even blame black people. We live in such a messed up, like ecosystem that it like, it's like all of the veins that are supposed to support different organs within the body. They're all mixed up. We got one vein going to the wrong foot. You know, we got one vein not even going to the brain, making us go insane because we can't even think straight. Because we have so much damage. People of color have a have more more to risk and more to lose. And we want to live. We don't want to die. So if you don't want to die, what are you going to do? You're going to do what it takes to survive. You're going to, you might have to be a stripper. You might have to go sell some drugs so your family can eat. I'm not advocating this. I'm telling you the stories that are happening and that have been happening. We won't even talk about where those drugs are coming from and who's endorsing those drugs. Do some math and common sense racist idiot all they do is sell drugs you're the biggest pill popper on the planet pill poppers are like out have outnumbered everything people are so addicted to to pain pills uh, it's like because you can go get them from your doctor so you've got your you've got your you've got your drug your druggy doctor just you know giving you oxycodone and all this other stuff that you you really shouldn't be taking because now you're addicted to it. So this is, these are the complex issues. People of color have complex issues. If you were to look at a kind of look at like, uh, you can like a virus, or if I were to use a virus, for example, and you think about all the little receptors that are sitting on this virus, each receptor represents an issue. A, we have 
grandmama just passed away and now we don't have a place to live or B I have to pay all these bills and I don't have any kids but my parents left me all this debt and I'm 50 years old C my boyfriend or girlfriend just went to prison for 25 years because they assaulted someone and just lost their cool and we've been trying to get psychiatric help for them but they could never get an appointment scheduled and the social worker never called us back you know or what's the other I have a laundry list of scenarios I just lost my job I've been living in my car for four months my kids are living in the car with me I need to feed my kids the only way at this point to feed them is to go suck a you know what oh I just got $25 now we can eat now my kids can eat tonight I just had to go sell my body so my family can eat because I I don't have any support or we can talk about all of the people from other cultures that come to this country and they say so much crap about black people and people I'm just talking about black people in particularly because we can't just up and go back to our country we, there's no country to go to your history has been lost and stolen and you've been here for a long time you are have just as many rights to land as anyone else but yet we have been pushed and pushed and pushed into corners where so many people from around the world say this is the American dream I'm gonna I'm going to America and I think it's fine to come to America but you need to know the history and you need to not be a part of the problem you need to be a part of the solution because if you're coming from another country where you're escaping poverty you're escaping the caste system or you don't want to be considered poor, dark, and and black looking, especially a lot of Asians, okay? I know all your secrets. You can't lie and hide to me because the way I look, hey, I can go to any country in the world. People will say, she's from here. I can go to South America. I'm from Brazil. I'm from here. I can go to wherever in the continent of Africa, I will find, they will find a place for me. I can even go to parts of India and they say, oh, she is Indian. I can go to parts of Asia where people in my own family resemble some of these folks, dark, dark with Asiatic features, whatever you want to call it. Okay. I am a black womb, you know, mother queen. And that's what people don't get when they interact with black women. We have not, we have not been able to build our self-esteem because we're trying to assimilate. When I have to walk by white women, this happens to me guys, like I'm going to actually buy a video cam because you would think that I'm not, you, you would think I was making this up, but I'm not. I can go around, it doesn't just have to be white women. It could be any woman with a long hair or whatever. And what do they do? I have a lot of hair too. That's, this is why this happens. They start flipping and flicking their hair, flipping and flicking, flipping and flicking, flipping and flicking our hair. 
flipping and flicking lice, flicking and flicking spice, flicking and flicking rice pebbles out of our dirty dandruff filled hair because I want you to feel bad. I want I I have an assumption that you actually have low self-esteem. I have an assumption about you that you have fake hair in your hair and that you have low self-esteem. Erks, just want you to know, just because a black woman is wearing fake hair does not mean she has low self-esteem. Just FYI. In fact, black women have been wearing wigs since the beginning of time. My grandmother's hair was past her back. What did she do? She wore a wig. How many black women will tell you, yeah, my auntie so-and-so always wore wigs or she had pretty wavy hair she had pretty um thick hair or whatever and braided it up but she wore wigs because she liked it so i just wanted to do a quick fyi while you're flicking and flicking and flock flicking and flicking and flicking your rice flicking and flicking and flicking your lice okay flicky flicky flick i will flip flop and flip flick my stringy dip i will flippy flip flop and what you don't know is, going back to American Indians, we have been, uh, we have been straight. Black people in general have been straightening our hair, not not in terms of assimilation. We've been doing that because we do different styles. We don't just have like the same style. Haven't you noticed? We like diversity in styles. Some of us actually have straight hair. And it doesn't mean that we're like mixed or, you know, somebody is white. You'd be really surprised that there's, there is, people are mixed up. But black people, you can't localize us to one genetic, you know, category. No, we are all genetics that you see on this, on this planet. We are all of that. It came from us. So until people stop hating themselves and start embracing their, their, you know, who they are, who, who their spirit is, who your soul is, stop thinking about this race shit. It's old. It is so crusty and dusty and musty. Okay. So it's old and I'm tired of it. So I just wanted to do this, you know, revenge of Karen, the revenge of Karen, because the Karen I saw tonight at UPS and the Karen I'm going to probably see tomorrow and the next day, I will call you out. I double dare you to, to be a Karen directly to me because I'm waiting for you. I love it when you, when you turn red because you thought different you said oh I'm just gonna I don't see her she's invisible to me in my world they're nothing they have no money they're poor they're ignorant they're not intelligent they can't make decisions on their own this is the narrative honestly of so many people who who run the world who run corporations who run departments they're ignorant they don't know oh we have to support them the underserved. All oh, feed the children with the big bellies. All oh, feed the homeless or the welfare queen. I'll never forget. I stood in line one time, and this lady, 
I was like in line to get some money or do it was something about the money grand place but the line was kind of long and it was me and another black woman and so I hear this Karen she's like oh Dan we just have to wait these these people have their wick they're just getting their wick and that was actually the second time I had heard that before and I'm sitting here like I would turn around and and say something but I don't even have the time but it let me know like she's seeing, saying it loud like I know that you have wick I didn't even have wick but she's saying I know that you have wick you know and it's that kind of stuff so people we go through we go through these scenarios like intimate interactions with people you know like I seen a guy just tonight young black kid you know um going into going into the drugstore not drug let me not say that it's Colorado going into Walgreens which is a you know pharmacy and um he was minding his business and then I I happened to go near this other section and this white man like this younger white guy he was scared to death of this black kid like his eyes were really big and he's just watching him walk and I'm sitting here like you know how dumb you look People were doing the same thing to you when you showed up on our island called America. Now, that is now called America. People were scared to death of you and actually had nightmares about you. And it was a prophecy that you would come to pillage and destroy and rape the land and the people in it. So while you're sitting here making scary movies about people of color, really, if you think about it, the dark this the dark no why don't you start making ghosts with the kkk white robe or put a fucking black robe on them and call them the demon call that the scary poltergeist make put that white robe in the corner with the little black eyes blacked out why are we always making these dark hideous creatures yeah you're making that because somewhere along the line some one of your ancestors really messed up and unfortunately there's some some nightmares coming to you because you're still walking around with the same racist attitude that your ancestor ancestors held till today and then you're mo- you're living in a really big house you're not even really entitled to but you're wondering why you're seeing a dark figure in the fucking corner i can tell you why you see it in the corner because um you're seeing maybe an ancestor of mine that isn't necessarily even trying to kill you but is trying to remind you of something terrible that has happened but what you do is I rebuke you and you start throwing salt and you start playing your music and you start doing this and you start oh my god um you bring the exorcist and all of this stuff and all the whole time it's probably a ancestor of mine saying what the f are you doing why are you treating tom why are you you treating lakeisha or you know dante like crap in your classroom why are you um hitting on this 14 year old and you're an old nasty skeezing skeezer man or you're an old ass karen and you're up here you know rolling around with a with a young boy 
or you you're an animal abuser you are a sadistic horse track you know uh uh owner and you killed off all your horses because you wanted to get some money out of the races and buried them that's going to be in the next podcast by the way so you're going to feel the fire in some of my stuff. Like I can say, have really funny podcasts and sometimes it's not going to be funny, but it is designed to, to provoke, to help you think, to help you not sink into a desolate place mentally. And until we can come to grips with the truth, we will continuously go in circles here. I'm not actually going to keep going in circles. You know, I'm actually going to evolve into a higher realm. Um, That's my goal. In the order to do that, you have to face the truth. I have to face the truth of the shit I've done in my own past. There's no excuse for it. We all have fallen short of the things that we're supposed to do. But every day we wake up, we have a new opportunity to make it right. But if you're contributing to the plight of humanity... If you can make a difference in terms of shifting homelessness, shifting the you know, revenue power, um, allowing more more promotions of people that don't look like you, but that are well qualified for that role, or you want to do employee ownership and you know you needed to do it. It is a form of reparations for many people of color to, to have a stake a, a ownership in a company. That is the future. The future will not rest on capitalism. The future will not rest on some idiot gaining 90% of the revenue watching everyone else starve to death and kill each other off and enter into the dark spaces of life, the dark hallways of life because they cannot move up because of you. The mountains will spew you out. The mountains will devour your offspring if you don't get it right. Life will come into fruition and wake you up like an ammunition, like the sounds of a clock banging against time's dome. Wake your mind up. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And I do ask that you share this. The return and the revenge of Karen, I've got you covered because Mo is coming. Mo power, Mo wisdom, Mo history. Okay? And that's all that I have to say in this podcast. I appreciate your time and I look forward to another podcast with you. Mm-hmm.